Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Home with Dean Sharp on demand from KFI AM640. AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to home where every week we help you better understand that place where you live. I am Dean Sharp, the house whisperer, here with you live like I am every weekend. Saturday morning, 6 to 8 Pacific time. Sunday mornings, 9 to noon Pacific time. We're having a conversation this morning on lamps and the art, the lost art of lighting a home with lamps. Uh, such a rich topic, such an important one for really, really good lighting design in a home. We're going to get back to that in just a bit, but it's top of the hour. So we are, as we do, going to the phones. I've got Charlie on hold. Uh, Charlie was telling us that uh, he uh, he and his wife were just in Vegas. They were at a hotel where uh, uh, they were just loving the fact that the lighting inside their hotel room was all automated and uh, Charlie wanted to know, can you do this at your own home? And uh, is it a big hassle? Charlie, you still with me, bud? Yes, sir, I am. Okay. So the answer to your question is yes, you can do it. And no, it doesn't have to be a big hassle. You, you do have some more, you know, a little bit more money to spend. Uh, but uh, it's not, uh, you know, crazy, especially if... You really want the the joy and the convenience of uh, doing these kinds of things. And I would argue this goes beyond just a little romance and just the fun of it. Uh, there's a lot of practical purposes, too. There are some practical purposes for uh, automating uh, smart lights inside a house. So here's how you do it. Here are your devices that you are going to appeal to to get it done. Number one, since we're talking lamps today, let's just talk about lamps. Uh Lamps are uh, things that you plug into a wall, obviously, a wall outlet. And uh, there are a number of uh, smart outlets. Now, so what we're talking about is we're talking about needing to pick up devices that communicate with your uh, your mobile devices or your computers in your house. And if you have an Apple system, then you have Apple HomeKit, right? If you've got Google, then you've got the Google equivalent. You've got Alexa. You've got all of these different uh, systems. And what you'll want to do as you're shopping, because there are so many of them out there now, uh, the, as you're shopping, that you just make sure this is going to be compatible, right? This, you know, we have Tina and I have, uh, you know, we're we're Apple users, so uh, so we have Apple HomeKit. That means Siri is our gal around here. She's our personal assistant, and so you, you want to be looking on the product for like, oh, this is Siri compatible, right? Meaning that Siri is going to be able to control it via your voice uh -huh. commands uh, in the house. So there are literally outlet plugs, plugs that you plug into the outlet first, and then you would plug, for instance, a lamp into it. And now since that outlet plug uh, device is uh, controlled by uh, Siri or HomeKit, then uh, when I tell Siri to, you know, 
turn on the the in fact our office lamp our studio office lamp is connected that way i don't have to reach for a uh a, a switch i just sit down start working on a design and when i feel like i need the light on i just tell siri hey turn on the desk lamp in the office and boom magically it comes on uh so that's a great thing so there are those you can control any plug-in device via a very simple and relatively inexpensive outlet plug next you got switches switches now this is in wall wiring but still uh the same idea you can change out any switch in a house for a smart switch one that's communicating uh to uh siri or alexa or whoever is uh, your personal assistant so out comes the wiring of the switch box and the old switch goes and the new switch goes in there's a little bit of programming a little bit of setup most of them are very very simple and easy to do as long as you just follow the steps and now uh in addition to it being a regular wall switch that you can hit uh whenever you want now you've got a switch that is controlled by uh your uh home system so whatever is on that switch lighting recess lighting whatever the case may be uh now that is being controlled by uh your home system as well that's dimmable as well okay uh, now the two things that I noted that I noted here the outlet controls and the switches they will give you on and off and dimming capacity what they don't give you is color control so if you want to go to the to the furthest degree then we're stepping up to bulbs okay smart bulbs and in our home uh, we have smart color changing bulbs, right? And uh, so, I, like I said, I'm an Apple system. I'm a big fan of LifeX bulbs. There are others. Philips Hue makes a whole system. There, there are probably five to, to seven major manufacturers who are making these. So you got to find the one that works best for you. But uh, uh, the LifeX bulbs, each one individually programmable, speaks to my uh, home kit. Uh, it's all registered there on the home kit. So not only do I have the ability to turn on and off a light at command, but I also have the ability to pick its color uh, and also its dimming capacity on command. I can dim a light just with my voice and so on and so forth. Now, where this really plays out, Charlie, for those uh, of you who are getting yeah. really excited about the idea, where this really plays out, it, it, one in one romantic sense practically and one in a super uber practical sense is that um it's not just the individual light itself but it's scenes being able to set up what we call scenes in my family room we use our family room we live in a small home so our family room has to double as many different things it is our home theater room uh when folks are over for conversation it is our conversation pit room when we are sitting by the fireplace it is that it's our reading you know and so on and so forth so of all the lights in my family room uh we probably have six different scenes set just like you would set a scene in a theater uh so when it's movie night we actually have a setting where i've gone through and i've picked all the lights in the room some of them are off some of them are on some of them are at 10 percent dim uh, some of them are a little bit brighter. Some of them are slightly blue. Some are warm. 
And I said, okay, that's it. That's this is the kind of lighting that we want to watch a movie from. And so we named that scene movie. And so now when I walk into the family room, when it's uh, TV time, uh, Tina and I will plop down and we'll just say, hey, Siri, set the lights to movie. And every light in that room obeys and sets itself up. If it's a uh, uh, conversation night, we'll say set the lights to cozy. If it's uh, me at five o'clock in the morning sitting by the fire uh, to read, uh, then I'll just say, uh, I actually call that scene quiet. And so on and on it goes. And you can set up these entire scenes for the entire house. Okay. Uh, and uh, save yourself the hassle of going around the room, setting each light and bum, 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 just to get it ready. You just say one command. The last thing that I'll tell you, Charlie, is that uh, on a practical purpose, and you were just away in Vegas. You and your wife were away from home. We were just away in Vegas yesterday, away from our home. Uh, whenever we travel, anything like that, you can set the entire house to uh, automate, to turn on different rooms at different times during the day so that for anybody on the outside of the house looking, Oh, there she goes. There she's she just I just talked too much and she started talking to me, Siri. Um you can set up the house to uh to automate and uh so that you know while we're away, all of a sudden the kitchen light comes on, stays on for half an hour, turns off, you know, 30 minutes later the bedroom light comes on and off, and so on and so forth. In other words, you can turn on and control these lights from anywhere on planet Earth that you've got your uh, phone with you. So there you go. Yeah smart lighting control for a house it's totally doable and it basically comes down to the smart outlet plugs smart switches and uh smart color changing bulbs and you can do it all diy yourself it does not take a rewiring of your home how's that for an explanation that's pretty good man i appreciate you all right, Charlie. So the the world is your lighting oyster. Just get on the the web, start looking around at uh, at ones that are going to be compatible for you. I think you're going to have a blast and enjoy it. And thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck on that. Let me know how it turns out. All right. When we return, uh, I'm going to explain to you why darkness lies at the heart of really really good lighting design we're talking lamps this morning right here on home kfi dean sharp the house whisperer at your service thanks for joining us on the program this morning it's still going to be a warm weekend but you know what it's autumn you know we expect it around here there of course there's going to be some hot days in october there always are then still the smell of the air, the breeze blowing. Uh, it's just its my favorite time of year. I don't care how warm it is outside. Of course, you know, we don't want a 110 degree heat wave right now, but we're, that's not what we're at. And uh, things are going to be cooling down. It's going to be a gloriously uh, lovely weekend here. And I'm glad you're here with me. And I'm glad that uh, I get to spend some time with you. It is always a privilege and an honor to talk to you about what's going on with your home. All right, let's get back to lamps very seemingly innocuously simple subject but uh the fact of the matter is it's a really important one when it comes to overall home design and a critical element a critical element of lighting design all right so 
You've waited long enough. I said this at the beginning before we uh, started to take calls, and now I'm going to, as promised, you get the payoff. At the heart of good lighting design is darkness. What do you mean by that, Dean? Well, it's very simple. We do not ever, 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 when we are lighting a home, want to get rid of shadows and darkness. We don't. We want to light what we want to light, but we want darkness all around us and throughout. If you eliminate shadow from anything that you are lighting, you have eliminated its texture. You have eliminated its contours. You have eliminated its uh, uniqueness. I, I challenge you right now to look around you, anything, anywhere in the room, and the things that are most beautifully lit, the things that are most lovely and pleasant are a combination of highlights because of light falling directly on them and then the shadows that their contours leave right next to them. It's always light and darkness working together, okay? This is not a philosophical yin-yang uh, lesson. This is simply the reality of lighting design. Darkness is not something that, you know, I, I will I, I will say this from a spiritual, religious, and philosophical perspective. If you're one of those people who embraces the idea that, uh, that you know, heaven is all about all light all the time and no darkness, then uh, you're going to be disappointed because that's a very, very boring scenario, <laughs> okay? We need shadow uh, in order to uh, define the contours of things. It's critical. Therefore, that's why I am such a, a uh, an, an antagonist when it comes to overlighting a room with recessed can lights, just general floor lighting a room. I don't want to dispel all the shadow in a room. Uh, I want to create zones and uh, scenarios in which we've got beautifully warmly lit things and uh, you know, contour and texture all at the same time. If you have embraced open concept as uh, one of the things that you've done with your home, in other words, you've gotten rid of a couple of walls and now the kitchen and the family room and this area, it's all one big open space together. You especially need shadow because here's the thing. I was talking to Amy King about this on Friday. Here's the thing that uh, a, a good lamp or a good uh, well-lit area creates. Right outside that lit area, darkness uh, starts to take over again. That means that the ring of light that is created by the lamp or the lighting fixture actually defines, the ring of light defines that space as its own room, uh, as it were. So if you have a large open concept area, you need these pools of light with darkness in between so that uh, there isn't just one continuous wash of light from one area to the other because that just makes one big area. Instead, we've got a seating area and here's a conversation area and there's the dining area and so on. Yeah, I think you're picking up what I'm laying down for you here. All right, darkness is critical. Do not try to eliminate shadow from a room when you're lighting it you're making a huge mistake you want to enhance it you want it to be just where it should be 
to set off the things that you're lighting with the most possible beauty. Okay, so with that as a given, let's talk about lamps themselves. What do they do? Okay, lamps uh, come in various varieties, not just of shape and of style, but of function. And that's where really the lost art of lamps comes into play in my thinking. We have forgotten about the fact that when we go shopping for lamps, most people aren't thinking, what kind of function do I need this lamp to do? Up, down, glow, floor, table. We'll get into all of that right after this news. You're listening to Home with Dean Sharp on demand from KFI AM 640. KFI AM 640 and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You are home with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. That's me. Thanks for joining us on the program this morning, this lovely Saturday morning, October 7th. We're one week into October already. That's amazing, isn't it? All right, we're talking lamps today. Let's dive back into this conversation. Such an important part of lighting design for your home. So when you go out searching for a lamp, one of the things that uh, you don't really, most people don't really consciously think about, but that uh, as a lighting designer, this is top on your list. And that is, what is the function of the lamp? And I don't mean just like, well, I want a desk lamp or I want this. No, no, no. I mean, what kind of lamp specifically are you looking for in terms of where and how it throws light? Okay, there are really only three essential here three essential categories a lamp either just glows it just glows okay like for instance a uh, chandelier kind of uh fixture where it just is emanating light in a in a general glow around it or it is an up light or a down light okay depending on its structure the shade structure so a typical table lamp with a shade, kind of a traditional shade, is is generally nine times out of ten a downlight. In other words, most of the light is coming down. The shade is directing it down onto its own foot and the table beneath you for reading and for whatever. Uplights, though, are something that I would say by and large are not utilized enough because uplights utilize the largest diffuser photographic diffuser that you have in any given room if people used more sexy beautiful romantic up lights in their home they would absolutely never turn on the crazy recessed uh, lighting again what is that large diffuser in your home it's your ceiling if you go to a photographic gallery right now and well, not right now because they're not open at the moment. But if you <laughs> go get a portrait done today, you're going to find a lot of light pointing at you and your family. But guess what? None of it is pointed directly at you. In fact, I would argue that almost all of it is pointed 180 degrees away from you into some kind of a diffuser, an umbrella diffuser or some light uh, diffuser, and then back at you, reflected back softer, more elegantly warmer well you got this nice big white ceiling right above you that is the kind of light diffuser that produces lovely general lighting in a room not harsh down lights where that's the source but general lighting in a room so up lights lamps that throw light up and it it, it doesn't have to be exclusive there are lamps out there that do both down and up but any lamp that throws light up 
will also produce some beautiful, beautiful general room lighting. Then the glow and the downlight. And of course, you know, there's floor lamps, table lamps, desk lamps, sconces, which hang on walls and chandeliers. And we know that story. Uh, the greatest enemy of room lighting in general, apart from the fact of eliminating all shadows, that's not really an enemy. That's just a mistake. But the greatest enemy is glare. Okay. Glare is what you want to avoid. And this is, again, something you should be looking for when you're shopping for lamps. The question is, when this thing is on, okay, and by the way, this happens a lot, again, with recessed can lights, that especially the cheap trims that have the little LED in the lens itself, okay? It's when you look up at them, your eye is like, whoa, that's bright, and the glare, okay? Too much dark around too much light. What we want is an emanation of light so that you can actually look at the lamp and not catch that light source directly because glare is an enemy. In fact, so much so uh, that, you know, some of the most famous lamps on planet Earth in human history uh, are, have been designed specific are such because they've been designed specifically to uh, produce bright lighting and eliminate glare. Uh, you've probably seen one that looks like this before, but if you haven't, you should look this up. You should look up the PH5 lamp, okay? The PH5 lamp, PH5, right? It was designed by uh, a gentleman named uh, Paul Henningsen uh, for uh, Louis Paulson uh, back in 1958. So it's a very contemporary kind of a mid-century. If you own a mid-century home, you know what the PH5 lamp looks like. Uh, it's a hanging lamp. And uh, it has this uh, kind of spaceship sort of diffused baffle system. But the reason, not only is it kind of a sexy contemporary lamp, but the reason that it became so famous is that it famously throws some light down. It throws light up and out, but the baffles protect the eye from picking up any level of glare. You can look directly at this fixture and not pick up any sense of glare whatsoever. It's a brilliant lamp. It's uh, They're still available. They set you back about $700, but uh, it's also, uh, you know, just a, it's a world-famous lamp structure at this point. So anyway, the point being, glare, we don't want. Darkness, we do want. Soft lighting, of course. Now that brings us to a couple of other things. Bulbs and cords. I get it. Bulbs and cords, it's a thing. We'll talk about that when we return right on the other side of the news. You're home with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. KFI. Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. Welcome home. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Always a privilege to spend some time with you on a Saturday morning. We're talking lamps today. I'm not done yet. Let's get a couple of more things in before we're out of here. Cords, lamp cords. I get it. Lamp cords. Yeah. Now, let me speak first to those of you who are planning a remodel. So here's a couple of critical points to understand. If you've got like a floating furniture set that you're planning for a big room, you know, like a family room and, and the, you know, the, the, the lamps, the tables, the, the sofa combo is not going to be pushed up against the wall. It's going to be out in the middle of a room. Very popular, very sexy, very good look. Okay. If you're doing that, then uh, you've got the opportunity to get power out there now in your remodel, okay, before the finished flooring goes down. 
And if you're planning on doing that, let me give you this piece of advice. Do not put the outlets directly under the tables that hold the lamps, okay? Tuck them just a little bit under where the sofa sits, okay? Because we want to try and hide the cord as much as possible. And even if you don't want to particularly hide the cord, you, you know, there's nothing sexy about an outlet, okay? So we put the outlet underneath the sofa so that uh, at least when the cord drops down, it kind of just goes away and disappears and we don't see the whole electrical plug outlet thing. So plan to put it under the sofa. The same is for a primary bedroom or any bedroom where you're thinking, oh, we're going to have end tables or, you know, uh, nightstands on both sides of the bed. In fact, we were just at a client's uh, home a couple of days ago and I was instructing the electrician, I want the width of the bed. Here's the center line of where the bed is going to go. And I want the nightstand outlets just inside the line of the bed. Okay. So again, that gives me the freedom. If I want to put a nightstand in there, that's leggy, that doesn't, you know, that isn't solid all the way to the bottom, something you can see under and see through, then we don't have to be staring at uh, an outlet uh, on the wall. Lastly, you should know when it comes to code and electrical outlets in your house, all right, there's a standard, but a standard is different than code, okay? There's a code requirement for how many outlets have to be in a room, okay, and what their frequency is. But the location of the outlet on the wall as far as height is concerned, the standard is somewhere between 12 and 16 inches, okay? That's typically where you find outlets on a wall. You, you know that. You look at an outlet, yeah, it's about a foot, between a foot and 16 inches off the floor. But if you're putting in a, a critical area and you're you're just like, I just don't want outlets in the wall up there, and I, but I got to have them. Uh, and if you are following Dean's advice and you're putting in nice tall baseboards, you can put the outlets down at the bottom, even in the baseboard, and you can lay them what we call lazy, which is horizontal, not vertical in their orientation, but horizontal, horizontal, lazy outlets down actually in the baseboard yeah you got to cut the baseboard to accommodate the outlet but guess what now you've got oh you know probably white on white outlet to baseboard and nothing in the wall space very clean very clean okay don't necessarily want to do that everywhere in the house because that's a lot of effort but there are some critical areas where you're thinking yeah i'd rather really not see that outlet so do that and then the cord, all of this to kind of minimize the, uh, the practical aspects of a lamp and a lamp cord. Hidden cords, uh, there are ways to do this. Uh, you can route them down the back of furniture legs with these damage-free little adhesive hooks, okay, uh, that uh, won't damage the furniture, but they stick on the back of the leg and they direct the cord so that it's out of view, right? You can tuck it under an area rug as long as that's not an area rug that you're walking on because we don't want that thing fraying and, uh, and being damaged by foot traffic and then causing a fire. And lastly, uh, don't hide the cord at all, but change the cord out to a, uh, a sexy design cord. I, I told you, we're living in the golden age of lamps. So regardless of what kind of cord your lamp came with, if it's going to be out and exposed instead of the hard plastic typical cord, right? Uh, you can get a nice cloth covered cord like in the days of yesteryear, okay? Old school cloth covered, no, totally safe and better than ever. But the idea of a loose uh, 
you know, doesn't kink, doesn't hold like weird shape in it. Uh, cord, it lays loose like a beautiful rope coiled on the floor. A lot of great lamps these days. We don't hide the cord. We just make sure that they've got a great cord. Where can you find that? You can go to like uh, places like vintageelectricsupply.com, colorcord.com, colorcord.com. That's all they do is beautiful cloth, funky, and it's not all vintage stuff. Not, a, not, not at all. I mean, you can find like neon yellow cords for your lamp there. Any kind of style. If you're going to show the cord, then you know what? Show the cord. Go for it. Do it. Last thing I'm going to leave you with today. Obviously, uh, when it comes to a lamp, the bulb is critical. Critical. Now, some of the lamps that you're getting, I hope you are uh, getting some sexy, artsy lamps utilizing a lot of LED where the bulbs aren't even uh, changeable. Okay. Uh, we just put a an overhead lamp in the garden room, our little uh, shed that we created, our shed of whimsy. Uh, and that you know, there's no changing that out. It's got LED strips in it that are built into the actual design of the lamp. It's going to last like 40 years. So, you know, no worries. But if you're talking about a lamp that comes sans bulb or uh, where a bulb needs to be changed out, or you're going to put in a smart bulb or something like that, the key is this. You're going to pick an LED bulb, pick one that's dimmable so that you've got real control theater level control of the light that's coming out of that lamp. And you want to look on the bulb and you want to look for this CRI color resonance index is what it stands for. CRI is the uh, measurement of the quality of the light that is put out by a, uh, any given bulb. It is a scale of zero for this sucks to 100. This is fantastic. And what I mean, the quality of the light, LEDs, they're, they're, they're diodes. They're not incandescent glowing filaments like used to be, okay? So that light comes out in, in various wavelengths and filtered in different ways. A, uh, a, a CRI lamp with less than 90 is going to make things muddy and weird and doesn't actually pick up the real color and vibrancy of the room. So what do you want? You want a bulb with a CRI of 90 plus. Anywhere between 90 and 100, you're going to get great color resonance uh, for everything that it's next to in the room. You're going to have the lamp uh, of your dreams. It's going to light up the house. You're going to make magic. And there you go. There's our little talk on lamps on this lovely Saturday morning. We're going to continue this theme of kind of making magic for the weekend. Tomorrow, uh cozy that's where we're going we're going cozy how do we create cozy most effectively most efficiently in your home especially as we're leading into colder darker days and the holidays cozy's a big thing it takes some effort we'll talk about that tomorrow so we will see you right back here 9 a.m sunday morning until then get out there and get busy building yourself a beautiful life we'll see you tomorrow i love land I love Lamp. This has been Home with Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer. Tune into the live broadcast on KFI AM 640 every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 Pacific Time and every Sunday morning from 9 to noon Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.